Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips, where I share, I bring on excellent guests to share their um, their innovation, their opinions, um, what's going on in business. And today I have an amazing uh, guest by the name of Richard Donaldson. Uh, he is the head of supply chain platform innovation and strategy for Six Fusion out in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Rich, uh, glad to have you in the show, Richard. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So, hey, I'm really excited to have you here. For one, obviously, great content for the audience and the listeners. But for two, you know, I, I was reading through your profile and just some of your work, and, you know, I'm just really interested in what you're doing. Um, yeah. So when we talk about enter, I noticed a couple words, and it, let's just start by defining those. When we talk about enterprise digital supply chain, um, mm -hmm. platform like can you just give me a you know brief update on what exactly that is yeah yeah um well this is a really fascinating space and i think it's great to kind of open up the listeners to some of the opportunities that that that, that, that we've uncovered in in this specific space and it really stems from my experience uh at ebay for five years i was there running business operations and um, specifically running kind of the infrastructure uh, but supply chain, uh, procurement, disposition for our global global eBay infrastructure. And in that role and function, ironically, I found that we were buying and selling all of the things that we needed, which is hundreds of millions of dollars, essentially offline. And I found that highly ironic given I was working at eBay. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Which is, I wasn't expecting that one. eBay's yeah, everyone is, to buy online, but you're doing the opposite. All right. Exactly. Now, now I've heard of your was, own dog food, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there was there was a push to move towards uh, trying to leverage eBay, but you know, one of the things at the enterprise level that we found, especially in my firsthand experience, is that you know eBay and Amazon and Alibaba and and really all of the current, um, I would say internet-focused commerce platforms are, 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 are really geared towards consumer experiences, right? And consumers, you know, they shop. They buy one or two items at a time. Um, they sort of have visceral activity, you know, where they kind of, you know, wake up one day and maybe they want to buy some shirts or some, you know, some clothes or food or car or whatever. Um, but at the enterprise level, uh, people who are in the functions of procurement and disposition they have jobs where they are tasked with buying things for the company, right? They are given lists of things, and those lists can be, you know, dozens or hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of items, right? Um, and so their objective is to source those things in a very dispassionate way. Um, and oftentimes sourcing those things you know, has a lot of process behind it, a lot of workflow, a lot of approvals, um, you know, RFCs, RQs, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so it's not like they're window shopping or scrolling through things. And so the entire com, you know, commerce activity that we know online today has been predicated on, on, on a consumer, which is totally appropriate given, given what the Internet has done or grown into over the last you know, 25 years. But the enterprises have been very slow to adopt and there have not been very good solutions for them. 
Um, so we started building something for that, and that's morphed into what I'm currently doing. Um, you know, when I left eBay to really kind of you know, focus on this, is fill or, or, or design a solution for that gap. Um, you know, for the enterprise professional uh, who's a supply chain procurement or disposition um, 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 pro, and they their job is to you know acquire things or sell things at a bulk level, and their jobs oftentimes you know cost is important. Um, but sometimes cost isn't the primary importance, right? It could be delivery schedule or timing or where the vendor's located. Um, so there's a lot of different criteria that goes into the mindset and quite frankly the persona of the professional shoppers uh, or, or buyers versus the consumers. And that's, that's really the essence of what we're building with the, the supply chain uh, reckless platform that we've got underneath us right now. So you know what this brings to mind to me, and I don't know if you've ever heard this reference, but I get it immediately. And from yeah. that movie, I've seen War Dog. I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, how did the government do this? How did they, uh, how yeah. did they buy? And that's like, that's what you're solving is a supply chain. And so what you said, price isn't always the main thing. In their case, it obviously wasn't about price is the main thing. It was who they were getting the, the uh, products from, right? <laughs> so correct, I, I correct. get it. So it's a huge yep. problem. I just didn't think about it from the enterprise level, of course, if you're buying, you it's- know. 10,000 of anything or whatever the quantity is, you know, it's a, it can be a big undertaking and um, quite inefficient, really. Correct. And, 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 and you're absolutely right. And this is one of those ones that even from my own experience, so I, you know, my my career spans about uh, almost to the day, 21 years in Silicon Valley. I landed here in 97, um, spent a few years in investment banking and consulting, and then spent really 12 years in startups, uh, mostly focused on infrastructure and managed services before I landed at eBay. Um, and, 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 and again, this is one of the things that when I took the role at eBay, um, you know, and took over that, that function, it was a similar reaction. It was like, I can't believe that this doesn't exist already. And, and at first I was building it selfishly for ourselves, right? You know, focused on solving for our own inefficiencies. Um, and then started polling my colleagues at, you know, the, the, the other counterpart high tech companies, so Microsoft or Google and Facebook and, you know, the usual suspects, right? Found out everyone was in the same boat. And then, you know, I got approached by some people in a different industry, the oil and gas industry, uh, at a tech conference a few years ago, or a financial conference, I should say. And, and they posed the very same question. They said, listen, you know, we're oil and gas. We, you know, obviously do a lot of things, economic, you know, economic activity, but our, but our supply chains, you know, woefully inefficient. Our buying and selling processes are woefully inefficient. We estimate in oil and gas that we waste between 10 and 15% in just inefficiencies of our procurement uh, process, wow. right? That's, Which is a massive, massive number. Yeah, that's quite a bit. And um, no, that that makes a lot of sense. That that is a massive yeah. number when you think about the amount of you know amount of well, spending, I, obviously. So just but, kind but of, that's also true and indicative of other industries, whether it's aviation or pharmaceutical. And then you know dig a little bit deeper because. You know, my, my first, very first conundrum was, well, you build oil rigs, I build data centers. That seems really, really different. Yeah. But you peel the onion back and realize the process is identical. Yeah, right? I get it. The RFP and, process is identical, yeah. And so, you know, the people that listen to this podcast, a lot of them are small business owners, and a lot of them would like uh-huh. to get sometimes that enterprise business, assuming they're set up to to fulfill it. Like, what would be your advice to them? If, I, if they're a business owner, they have – a widget and they want to get mm-hmm. to, to, you know, um, that enterprise level of servicing those larger mm-hmm. clients. I mean, what, you know, just some basic things. What would you, where would you tell them to start? 
Well, let me let me start with what we're what we're building. So, you know, if, you, if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about what we're doing, you know, feel free to come to Sixfusion.com or Reckless R E Q U I S. Say, say that a little about bit slower. What, what did you oh, say? Sorry. A little bit. Yeah. No, no, uh, I definitely <laughs> want you to plug what you're doing. I want to. <laughs> the listeners need to know we're here to solve problems. Yeah. We're not here the, to decide. Yeah. So the number. Yeah. Six. The number. The number sixinfusion.com. Okay. Or uh, reckless.com, R-E-Q-U-I-S.com. Or they can look me up on LinkedIn, you know, Richard Donaldson. I'd be happy to help with anything. But, you know, what we're building in the Reckless Supply Chain platform is not that different from what, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Pierre uh, Odemeyer, right, who the, the founder of eBay started with, right? He created eBay to level the playing field for, you know, small to mid-sized businesses, quite frankly, and people just to interact, right, and create that commerce platform that, that buyers and sellers can interact on, but really focus on consumers. We actually are building this to level the playing field for exactly what you're asking for, small businesses to be able to interact with large enterprises as well. So that is a future vision of what we're trying to get done. Um, but specifically, um, the you know, I, I, if I'm a small business business and I'm looking to land a major Fortune 500 enterprise, I mean, the first question I'd ask is, am I even ready for it, right? Because it, it is not the panacea that I think a lot of people think it might be. It comes with a lot of challenges, right? Um, number one, you're going to get negotiated really hard. You're going to have to supply things in a very tight timeline. The SLAs are going to be extremely high. You know, it, it's not all it's cracked up to be, even though, like, it sounds like it might be. And then I'd also kind of differentiate, am I providing goods that are, you know, consumer-oriented? Do I want to use channels like a Walmart or a Sam's Club or even an Amazon or an Alibaba to reach out to broader communities, right, as a small to mid-sized business? And I quite frankly think as a small to mid-sized business today, um, the eBay experience, the Amazon experience, the Alibaba experience, those are actually well-tailored for small to mid-sized businesses, right, to get some 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 larger, you know, to increase the aperture uh, for viewing uh, of the people they're trying to, to broaden to. If they want to get to a global community, for example, um, if they want to go outside of their local market and have, 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 have broader reach, I think those platforms are actually excellent until you see a platform like ours. Because um, we're still very nascent in our development. We're still getting going on more like year one, uh, even though we've been working on it for a few years of, of the development. Um, but I think that's going to become more the norm. We're going to see more things like our platform show up um, really enabling, you know, communications with the enterprises. Because enterprises don't work with just anybody, right? There's a very high barrier to entry just in the approval process. I remember when I was doing vendor approvals at eBay, it would take months just to get vendors approved and, 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 and large vendors, right? Um, so, again, there's a very uh, uh, methodical process just to get into the enterprise vendor approved list before you even start supplying to them. Um, but like any, any entrepreneur or any small business business, I would never, ever hold back. If you have a target, if you have a product or a solution that um, meets the needs of specific companies, I would never hesitate to go after them directly. I mean, given the transparency we have today, you can find chief procurement officers, chief supply chain officers on LinkedIn, for example, proactively reach out to them, right? Why not? Um, you know, if you, if you want to take that risk, go for it. Um, most of that's there, and people want to hear that stuff. I mean, I was always very open to any startups and any solutions um, when managing vendors uh, in my career, simply because, you know, as, again, as an entrepreneur, I never knew where the greatest solution was going to come from. Um, yeah. There, there, no, was, there, was, there was, yeah. 
No, that make that makes a lot of sense. And um, number one, but number two, and and this is just from my experience. I talked to quite a bit of business owners, and um, in my experience, I've heard both sides of the story. So, from one standpoint, yeah. because it might take you a year, sometimes two, depending on the vendor, how big they are. Um, to get on their approved list, once you get through that two-year process or a year process, however long it is, there tends to be less competition on the other side of that because a lot of other smaller businesses didn't go through that one- to two-year process. I've heard that angle um, from, mm-hmm. from quite a few people. Then from the other side, I've heard, hey, you know, once um, once I got there, maybe we weren't as competitive as we thought. <laughs> and yeah, so I've correct. heard both sides of it. So I would also, I just, I just add to your, uh, add to your comments, and absolutely, I think you're spot on. Um, yeah. Just to just to kind of switch speed a little bit, let's, um, you know, when did you like, where do you think the um, future of, you know, of this e-commerce is going? Not just on, mm-hmm. I, I know you're, you have expertise on both sides, so that's why I kind of mm-hmm. ask you from both sides, from the consumer mm-hmm. part and also the enterprise part. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, well, <laughs> really broad questions about spending the entire day, just focus on that, give a seminar on it. Um, I think, I think, so let me start with the consumer side of the equation. So the consumer side of the equation, I think, is just, you know, we're already living and breathing some of those advances, right? So if you see the automation that Amazon's bringing to the, I'll call it the consumer supply chain, um, through, um, the subscriptions and orders and knowledge about people, you know, their, their acquisition of, of Whole Foods that's now Amazon Fresh. Um, I mean, consumers, funny enough, are so much more advanced than enterprises um, when it comes to their own supply chain. I don't even think they even realize it, right? And that's only conti- going to continue to be more integrated, right? The fact that your refrigerator designed by Samsung can tell you when you're out of milk and order it for you, you know, as cheeky as that may sound, that's actually reality, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen more and more, right? So the idea of going shopping, uh, you know, for food, let's say, just at a basic level, is, is almost going to go away. Um, you know, I look at even ordering clothes online. I mean, all the things we used to take for granted that we'd have to go somewhere to look at something and touch something, there's still going to be some people that tactically want to feel things. Um, that's not going to necessarily go away. So I still think you need a storefront strategy, um, but it's going to be a dramatically reduced storefront strategy for people. Um, and the consumer, uh, you know, I, I, I'm thrilled just as a technologist to see the advances in the consumer supply chain that's, that's happening. So, you know, that, 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 I think that's, people are living and breathing that right now. Now, uh, contrast that with the enterprise supply chain, which I think is more like where consumers were 20 years ago, which is funny to say, right? Mm-hmm. Enterprises still use paper-based contracts. They still fax things between each other, right, to get things done. Um, I've talked to, I'm involved with a couple of supply chain groups, one, one in an organization called World 50, and I meet with, you know, heads of supply chain from Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies twice a year. And literally these heads of supply chain will say, yeah, I ordered $200 million worth of stuff. I don't even know where it is, right? I mean, when I order my milk, I know where it is by the second on which block it is so I can arrange to be home at the right time, right? But $200 million worth of product that I need for my business, I have no clue where it is, right? And oftentimes I'll call the vendor. They don't even know where it is, right? I think that might be the title for this episode, order $200 million worth of stuff and don't know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 you know, to the point of your question is, 
it is like literally the wild west wow. in the enterprise supply chain area because it is such a green field. There is really no one in that space. If you go look at the Gardner reports, you know, they have things like source to pay or you hear people talk about Kufa or Ariba or some of these other ones that are sort of more financially oriented PO systems or invoicing systems. Um, not, not so in the actual supply chain management. So one of the things I always talk about, you know, when I'm out there uh, uh, referencing this is, you know, what we're seeing is the digitization of the enterprise supply chain, kind of back to the original question you asked me about, right, that we're just at the beginning of, and when, when to leave just one massive number in front of you, if you aggregate all consumer activity um, globally, right, and depending who you ask, someone, people will say it's between two, three, four trillion dollars, right, which is massive, of course, right, but the B2B enterprise supply chain space that I'm talking about is estimated to be four to five times that size. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 10 to $15 trillion of economic activity. It is virtually untapped when it comes to managing the supply chain, as I'm describing. Wow, so that's the huge opportunity. Uh, massive. So I, I, I said the next 10 years of, of Internet, even though most people aren't mm-hmm. necessarily aware of this, will be dominated by the enterprise transformation to the Internet, Right. As they evolve and move their entire world of supply chain effectively online, you're going to see, I mean, untold unicorns, right, emerge wow. in, the, in the tech space. Well, it sounds like uh, you're going to be quite busy over at Six Fusion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we hope well, so. hey, absolutely. Well, um, uh, can you please tell the audience one more time where you can be reached um, if they want more information on Six Fusion or on yourself and what you're doing, please? Absolutely. So they can uh, feel free to reach me on LinkedIn, Richard Donaldson. Just look me up and ask for contact. Happy to do that there. Or they can find more information at www.sixfusion, the number sixfusion.com, or requis.com, R-E-Q-U-I-S.com, any one of those. All right. Appreciate that. Well, uh, uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I learned a lot. I hope everybody else listening learned a lot. Um, don't forget to go uh, check out Richard over at Six Fusion. Um, have an awesome day. Thank you. And thank you, Richard. Thank you.